We're on the road with Mickey, we're gonna have some fun. Regardless of the rain or sun, our trip has just begun. So buckle up, let's go, we're about to start the show. And maybe if you like us, you'll see where else we'll go. Hi everyone, I'm Sophie, he's Mike. Welcome to our little corner of the podcasting universe. Hopefully you like the sound of our voices and you want to stick around for the show. Not that it stays in one place for long. I mean, after all, we are on the road with Mickey. So hop in the car and buckle up your skate belts because we've got an awesome adventure this week. Now a brief rundown before we get moving. First up, our roundtable talk where we'll discuss the main topic for this week, followed by some Disney trivia ranging from Disney history to a random Disney character of the day. Well, that's just about it. Everybody ready? Let's get this show on the road. Hey, everyone. I'm Mike, and she's Sophie. Hi. And together, we're on the road with Mickey. Today is March 2nd, and for episode 9, we are going to go over our absolute favorite Disney snacks. Um, That's a long list, so we're going to try and narrow it down a few a little bit, but um, but I hope you're as excited about this as we are. Um, if there's one thing that Sophie and I like, it's our snacks, right, Sophie? Definitely, and I cannot wait to tell you all about my favorites. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. But before we get into our feature topic, let's go over a little bit of our cheddar from the big cheese for this week. Um, it seems like seems like every week we keep finding stuff to talk about, so. I think it might be almost time to call this a weekly segment instead of just a, as we find stuff. <laughs> yes, I think so too. And even just looking on Instagram and stuff, because I was scrolling through Instagram this past week and I found some very pretty pictures of the previews for the Flower and Garden Festival on Chip and Co.'s page. Yeah. Yeah, and it's there's been a lot. I've been seeing a lot of traffic on my Pinterest page um, with people pinning different images I have from the flower and garden. So, um, so I think excitement for that is really ramping up. Um, but first off, um, speaking of the flower and garden festival, I read earlier about um, a rumor. And it might be a fact now, but I'm not 100% certain, so I'll still call it a rumor that um, over in the Mexico Pavilion, you can um, see the story of Coco um, during the Flower and Garden Festival. So that really got my juices going because Coco is one of our favorite movies. And being able to see it when we're there, um, see the the story, it's like – it's almost like um, a, like a musical show, a small little musical show that they do during the festival over in that pavilion might make it um, a really cool thing to see and do. So um, so that can be seen um, during the Flower and Garden Festival, which, as a reminder, runs from March 4th to June 1st. So... So, Sophie, do you want to get the next one? Yes, definitely, because I really love Star Wars, like, a lot. <laughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Sorry. I'm a little bit sick. Anyway, I really love Star Wars, and I cannot wait to go to get to Galaxy's Edge. And from what we understand, there's another Disney blogger. His name is Kenny the Pirate. Yeah. And he has reported that you can now enable Chewy mode on Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. So instead of hearing Lando Calrissian's voice, you can hear Chewy's. And I think that might be a way of saying, I want to go hard mode. (laughs) We don't really understand what Chewy says. And I think that means that it's going to be an interactive ride. We've never ridden it before, Daddy and I, because we haven't been there yet. Right. And by the looks of that, it means that there will be buttons that you need to press. And something tells me that 
Lando will be telling you what buttons to press, and Chewie will be too, only you don't know what buttons to press. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I've, I, from what I read about this article, and you can Google it and find it, um, it seems like there's, there's a few stipulations. Um, the first one being that you have to have someone in every spot during that ride. So if you have a party of four, and let's say it holds six, um, then if you don't have two others join you, then you won't be able to do it. And also, um, if you don't do it the right sequence of events, then it won't do it. And I, I don't know. It, it sounds like it'll be hard to do. So it's probably not something that we're going to experience, but it's definitely something I would love to experience or maybe even Google or YouTube to see if someone has recorded it in action, you know, so that you can... So that you can get an idea at least of what you need to do and all that. So maybe, Sophie, if you have some time, maybe that'd be something you would like to look up. Yeah, I would, but I also want to experience it for myself first. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. We'll have to report back if we were able to make that happen. Mm -hmm. Um, And we'll just let you know. Um, Now, over um, in other Disney news, the... um, The biggest thing that has happened recently, in my opinion, is that they have introduced a new Disney dining plan. So the traditional, the regular plans right now, prior to this new one, is you had your quick service, your traditional, and the deluxe Disney dining plan. Um, And now they have added the Disney dining plan plus. And so what it is, instead of having... Um, it's like a step up from the, um, the regular Disney dining plan, the regular Disney dining plan, you get one quick service, one table service and two snacks per person per night. Um, with this one, you get two meal credits per night plus the two snacks. And those two meal credits can be table service, quick service, um, or character dining, and you can do them in any combination. So you could use them both as table service, or if you had, if you wanted to eat at Cinderella's Royal Table, which is two table service, then you got that there already. Um, or if you wanted to use them both as quick service, you could. Um, so I'm not quite certain why they split out or character dining in the description, but um, but it seems like it's really nothing different than a regular table service you can still make a character dining reservation for your table service just like you can now and um, most of those are still one table service credit so um so anyway um and i suppose there's been no word on pricing yet Mm. yeah um as far as pricing goes, sorry, someone was walking into the office. Um, um, as far as pricing goes, um, I've seen it, but I can't remember it off the top of my head. And I think from what I remember, it was like $94 for adults and 30 something for um, the kids pricing. So so that um, it, it didn't seem horrible though from what i remember but um anyway i will report back and report that in the show notes the exact numbers so that you can you can see it there um and you should be able to um be able to have that added into your disney package now um if you are so interested in so speak to your travel agent or go online and look it up if you don't have a travel agent and um and if someone wants and if someone wants pricing um or quote with that included and you want me to look it up for you just shoot me an email i'm at mike at pixievacations.com or better yet if you want a travel agent just also shoot him an email because he has one and he can help you exactly all right So, what's next, Sophie? 
Well, you don't, you say that you don't remember if we talked about this or not, but I remember that we haven't talked about this yet. Okay. And this is regard in regards to one of the huge symbols of the Disney company, and that, of course, is Cinderella Castle. We see it on all the Disney movies. We see it, like, when we go to Disney World, not Disneyland, but Disney World, and it's just, it's always there. If we see Disney, we automatically see it, but it's getting a royal makeover. They are going to be repainting it, and the turrets are going to be an even brighter blue. And from what my dad tells me, there is going to be pink <coughs> pink accents on the castle. Yeah, and um, the pink that I understand it to be is kind of like, um, like a rose pink. So kind of like your iPhone, you know, that sort of color. Um you know, I I I'm gonna hold out um, my opinion of it. Um, it. It from the concept art, it certainly looks to me a whole lot like Cinderella's. Um, I mean, not Cinderella's, like Sleeping Beauty Castle over at Disneyland because of that pink. But yeah, you know I how I see what you're saying, and I'm looking at a picture right now. But personally, I think that it's still far greater than Sleeping Beauty Castle just because it's so tall. Yeah. Because, like, when you compare the two to each other, they are definitely... Oh, they definitely are night and day difference as far as height goes. And, um, and some people, when they heard about this, were concerned about... Um, about there being a whole bunch of scaffolding and things like that that would ruin their vacation and all that. And I'm not worried about that at all. I don't think that's going to be the case. Um, Disney has announced that there will be um, great picture shots still, um, even during the work, and that there won't be scaffolding and things like that. So I would think primarily most of the work is going to be going on um after hours overnight and that sort of thing so if you have concerns about that try and put them um put them to bed because disney's not gonna have your trip ruined um, they know how to do that. they know how to do great things without upsetting the immersion of the park yeah so um Next, and we have quite a bit of cheddar from the Big Cheese for you this week. Um, next, I've got a couple things that are tied together with each other. And this one is about the Jungle Cruise. So um, the first thing is that in June of this year, a company called Ravensburger is releasing the Jungle Cruise Adventure Game. It's a game for two to four players. And it takes you around collecting supplies and passengers on your own Jungle Cruise riverboat. And that um, is exciting in part because it brings little Disney back home. You can have a game night with your Disney games and you can play Jungle Cruise. Um, but then on July 24th, um, Disney's The Jungle Cruise hits theaters. It stars Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Emily Blunt. So... Um, I don't know about you, Sophie, but I'm really interested in seeing that movie. I, I am saw the, very I, interested. Yeah, I saw the trailer for it, and it looks really like a lot of fun. Um, but then, even to follow up on that even, um, yesterday, not yesterday, February 27th, uh, so Thursday the 27th, um, there was an incident involving the Jungle Cruise, one of the boats at... Walt Disney World, oh. and it actually um, sprung a leak, <gasps> and sprung a leak with passengers on board, and they had to be evacuated off, um, and everything was fine. No one was injured. Um, oh, okay. The 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 surprise the. 
funny thing about the Jungle Cruise is the water is very shallow um, for that. So it's only like two or three feet deep. Um, and so it's not a it wasn't like someone, you know, who didn't couldn't swim, you know, was in over their head or anything like that. Um, and Disney handled it and they helped those guests and and helped them replace the clothing and everything that got wet and and you know they took care of them disney takes care of their guests when they have issues like that so so i'm not worried at all about it and it's already reopened um so but that was really interesting that it was that that happened i think it's only the second time that um one of the jungle cruise boats has sprung a leak so second time i really ought to find out the story of the first yeah, um, I read about it on my friend John's page. He's got a site called the Disney Blog, so um, so feel free to look it up and and go check it out. Um, so anyway, that's my that's all the Jungle Cruise news I've got. Um, there's one more thing, two more things. Sophie, do you want to go over both of those quickly? Um, yes, I would like to. So, or pick one and if you want to, to split it. You decide. <coughs> Sorry. Um, I, I actually think because this next one involves a lot of numbers, perhaps you should cover this one or we could cover it together. Okay, I'll cover it. Um, what Sophie's talking about is that tickets for Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party went on sale on the 25th of February. Um, I reported that the dates um, from last week, and now you can get your tickets. And um, the prices are going to vary, of course. Mm-hmm. And they're going to vary depending on the day of the week, how close to Halloween it is, things like that. So, but as an example, if you wanted to go to the September 4th party, which is on a Friday, and you had two adults and one child, the tickets would cost you um, $279.04. So that's $89 per person for the tickets um, for age 10 and up, and $84 per person for the child, plus, of course, tax. Um, Now, interestingly, though, I compared, we went to the Not-So-Scary Halloween Party last year, and I compared... What we paid, we went on October 4th, which was also on a Friday. But in October, you pay a more because you're getting closer to Halloween. And and I compared what we paid last year for our tickets for three um, tickets for all of us over age 10. And, um, and I compared it to what it would be this year. And it actually um, would be less this year so it was actually dropped by about twenty dollars so i just thought that was real interesting but um but again if anyone's interested in in talking about the halloween party hit me up i'm at mike at pixievacations.com and sophie why don't you close us out with our talk about spaceship earth for a little bit yeah speaking of closing there is now a date for when Spaceship Earth is going to close for a long-term refurbishment somewhere between 18 and 30 months. And that day is May 26th. Yeah, so it's coming up in, what is that? That's March, April, May, about 90 days or so. Two months, just just under. So it's coming up pretty quickly. By summer, it'll be closed. So, and it's going to be a long refurbishment, of course, because they're they're changing it um, into a lighter sort of ride, and um, and they're getting it ready for the 40th anniversary of Epcot. So, yeah. So if you are um, needing to get your your Spaceship Earth fix before it closes. You've got you've got a deadline to do that. Three so, months. Yeah. Because 
February 28th, March 28th, April 28th. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just something to keep in mind. Yep. Okay. I'm going to miss it. Yeah, but it's not like it's going forever. So I'll miss it too, but we'll get to ride it before it closes though. Yeah, but it kind of is going forever because we don't know how you say it's going to be a lighter ride and Spaceship Earth has always been in the dark. True. And I still think it's going to be dark, but it's going to have more light effects to make it. Oh. So I don't think it's going to be like, you know, you're riding outside with the sunlight or whatever. Um, but anyway, you know, we don't know, really know until it reopens. So, so we'll just have to see. But, um, but that does give us a great opportunity to go back when it does open. Mm-hmm. All right. So that wraps up our cheddar from the big cheese for this week. I'm sorry that we had so much to discuss. Um, our next little thing I wanted to mention is um, a reminder that we have an on the road with Mickey group and um it's pretty darn active as far as discussions about Disney go. You know, we've had a lot of talk about Disney and even other things. Um, you know, we were in the Winchester area last weekend, so I took some pictures of some of the things that you can see in Winchester and posted them in the group. And a lot of people were really interested in that. So if you are interested in joining our group, it is uh, it's a simple little um, You can go into Facebook um, And you can search for On the Road with Mickey group uh, Or you can go to Facebook.com Slash groups Slash On the Road with Mickey And that will take you right to it You just click join There's no questions to answer And no approval needed um, It's just a bunch of people That like talking about Disney And talking about the podcast So um, so have at it. I hope you um, feel free to join. And um, and Sophie and I also want to put a little teaser out about a giveaway that we're going to have. Right, Sophie? Oh, yes. And I really do wish I was part of that Facebook group so that I could be a recipient of the giveaway. But oh, well. Yeah. Well. It's a really, really awesome thing we've got here. Yeah. And um what should, should we give him any hint, Sophie? Hmm. How about we just say that um, it is Star Wars related? Definitely Star Wars related. Yeah. But not necessarily what you might be thinking. So, um, so I'm going to let's leave it at that. And when we get back from our trip, we are going to. Um, talk about it and we're going to open up our giveaway um, after the trip is over so in the next few weeks we'll be starting our giveaway on that um, so get ready yes all right and so with that we are ready to transition into today's segment which is our favorite disney snacks so um you know, we've all got our favorite snacks and and I put out in the in the group, I put out a poll saying, what's your favorite Disney snacks? And let's see here. There are in this poll I did on the group is two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 14, 15, 16, 17 options were listed by me and other people in the group. OK. Mm. And of those 17, um, that's just scratching the surface of all the different snacks you can get at Disney. Um, so, yeah. so which ones were mentioned? Well, um, I will list the top five um, in that in that group or in the poll. Um, the number one Disney snack, favorite Disney snack, was the Dole Whip. And Agreed. And it had 24 people vote it as 
their favorite. The second favorite was the Mickey Premium Ice Cream Bar with 17 people. And then um, this one surprised me. It's the Mickey Pretzel with Cheese had 11 people vote for it. Um, And then Disney Cupcakes had nine people vote for it. And then one that I like and selected is the fresh pop popcorn you can get um, and a Diet Coke for watching a parade. Um, And that actually had eight people vote for it. So, and the list keeps going on and on and on and on. Um, So, you know, there's beignets, there's, there are churros, there's um, the jumbo turkey leg, which I, I put in there more for Sophie's benefit than anyone's. Thank Um, you. But I had one other person that also joined me in voting for it. Um, and carrot cake cookies and gingerbread Mickeys and um, Cheshire cattails, which I never heard of before, but sound really interesting. And um, and on and on and on. There's a ton of different ones. Um, and my co- my niece Leslie. So shout out to Leslie and. Um, in her infinite wisdom, she said that Mickey waffles should definitely be a snack and that she is listing them and she voted for them. And, um, well, I mean, in her defense, I found something that's somewhat close while I was doing a little bit of research. I actually found a snack that I want to try and it's called a Nutella waffle and you can find them in sleepy hollow. Yep. Yep. And I pointed her to that. Um, but you know what's funny about that? When she listed the Mickey waffles, yeah. um, there were seven people that voted with her that that is their favorite snack. <laughs> oh. My whole my whole thing was that um, a Mickey waffle, typically, other than the Nutella waffle that you mentioned there at Sleepy Hollow, um, unless I'm mistaken, most of the time you can only get Mickey waffles at like a table service breakfast, you know? So yeah. that's why I took a, that's why I said, you know, they're not necessarily a snack, but, um, but you know what? To each their own. There's no wrong answers here. That is and correct. So, so I just thought that was Unless funny. you say something completely disgusting, like Brussels sprouts. Yeah. But you can't get Brussels sprouts at Disney. I don't think you can't. So, so we're all winners in that regard. Yeah. Except for those that truly love Brussels sprouts. All right. So that gets us going a little bit on what the what people are thinking about for their favorite Disney snacks. But Sophie, I want to hear a couple of yours on your list. So why don't you take it away? And when you've when you've told me some of them, you decide when you want to hand it back to me for me to talk about some of mine. Okay. Well. I have a bunch, so why don't you tell me how many you have, and then we can go back and forth. Well, I have, I have a bunch too, but I probably have, I would say I've got six things on my list. Okay, I've got five. Okay, all right. So, so why don't you start, read a couple, and decide or. Read as many as you want. Talk about a little bit about each one, um, what makes it special. And then when you feel like you're you're ready to hand it over for a couple, then tell me how many I should read and so forth. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, well, when I, when I think about my favorite snacks, there are, of course, the obvious choices. Mickey Premium Ice Cream Bars, Turkey Legs popcorn and churros all of that stuff and I do really like a bunch of them but I also want to highlight on some of the lesser known ones such as the Rice Krispies treats that you can find at Disney they are these huge bricks or shapes or prisms of Rice Krispie and often they're dipped in chocolate 
and then covered in sprinkles. And I love them. I love them, love them, love them. <laughs> How you, you say you like these, huh? They're okay? Oh, yeah. They're, they're fine. <laughs> <laughs> they're edible. Yeah, okay. <laughs> they are amazing. You would like them. And I think I'm almost certain that you've at least taken a bite out of one of mine. Yeah, I think I have too, but um, I, I don't know that I've gone hog wild over them. But anyway, so top of your list is the is the Rice Krispie Treats, huh? Top of my not-so-obvious list. Okay. All right. Well, um, my list um, starts with, like I said, Fresh pop popcorn and a Diet Coke. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is because um, over in Town Square, right as you enter Magic Kingdom, on the left-hand side, you got City Hall. And as you are looking over there, there's often the absolute best place to get fresh popcorn. And... And when I say it's fresh, it is absolutely fresh. It is bar none. Oh my gosh, it's so good. And yeah. you can buy a, you can buy a popcorn and get a drink. And and the beauty of it is that um, you can hang on to it and eat it while a parade is going on right in front of you. So so it's just it's just a perfect combination for me. Um, and it just, you know, you can you can smell it for miles. It seems like when it's cooked, when it's popping. Oh, you but, can um, smell it, and it smells delicious. Yeah, um, and and that place right there is my favorite place to get popcorn. It's not the only place, obviously, to get popcorn, but for me, it's my favorite place to get popcorn. So, mm -hmm. so that would be my top of the list. Um, as far as my favorite snack. And that's a salty kind of snack. But I also like sweet snacks too. Um, and I remember. Um, back before. It became the Starbucks. It was just known as the Main Street Bakery. And. Um, and that was the place we would go. To get our warm cinnamon buns. Oh yes, I remember those. And um, and when they converted it to Starbucks, everyone was was um, so annoyed and disappointed, <laughs> and I was among those. I even wrote a blog post talking about how Disney had gone all commercial, and, and it was nonsense. But anyway, it mm -hmm. it is what it is. Um, yep. And and if, I think Disney heard that they probably had intentions of doing this all along but i think they heard the feedback from from their guests because you know you can get your warm cinnamon buns over at gaston's tavern now um and they're still just as good as they were then you just have to walk a little bit further to go get them um and um and I and I really like a warm cinnamon bun. It's it's a snack credit. So if you're on the dining plan, you can use one of your snack credits for this huge cinnamon bun. That's probably enough for two people to eat. Um, and you're not using any counter service or table service credits. You're just using a snack credit. So um, so that's a that's a good benefit. Um, and then um, the only thing I don't like. And I don't know how often they do this. Uh, I don't know if it's a constant thing or not. But sometimes the cinnamon buns are served with the red icing. Or the chocolate drizzle. Yeah, I like them with white icing. Yeah. So I haven't seen it with the chocolate. I, I may be thinking of LeFou's chocolate croissants. Well, that might be. But, um, but I remember the warm cinnamon bun coming with the the red icing on it. And that just didn't appeal to me. It doesn't look good to me. So, no. so what do you think? Um, and I'm asking you, Sophie, as well as the people listening, tell us what you think about 
the warm cinnamon buns? Are you a fan of I, the red icing or white icing or what? I used to love getting the cinnamon buns at the Main Street Bakery, but ever since they appeared at Gaston's Tavern, I just I've always been eh, um, I want something else. Interesting. It's just not the same for me. Yeah. At least I know that there are some things that won't be going away from Main Street, like ice cream. Yeah, so talk about your next one. Yes, okay, so there is an ice cream parlor in Main Street, USA, and it serves you things other than your, like, run-of-the-mill Mickey Mickey Premium Ice Cream Bar, which is amazing. I'm not saying that it's not. But sometimes you just need actual ice cream. And speaking of parlors and Disney, my favorite one is actually over in Disneyland, not in Disney World, and that would be Clarabelle's Cafe. Mm -hmm. And I can just remember going inside with Aunt Sheila and Jagan when I went to visit over the summer, and we... Jagan got a gluten-free ice cream pop, and Aunt Sheila and I got waffle cones full of our favorite flavors, and we just sat outside and watched Buena Vista Way in California Adventure, and it was so awesome, and I loved it. Yeah, it is awesome. Um, And on this side of the, the globe, the Main Street ice cream parlor that you're talking about is is the Plaza ice cream parlor. Yes. And it's right next to the Plaza Restaurant, of course, which is a table service. It's a casual dining table service restaurant. But, um, but yeah, that's that's some good ice cream. So. Yes, it is. So, waffle cone, and what flavor is in your ice cream? Often some form of chocolate or chocolate chip. Chocolate okay. chip cookie dough, chocolate chip. Just classic, not mint chocolate chip. No, no, that's no, you. I don't like yeah. mint. I don't like mint chocolate chip either. So you must take after me. <laughs> and that classic chocolate, the king of all ice cream flavors. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Well, I'm going to take us down the road just a little bit, and I am going to send <laughs> us over to. The Port Orleans French Quarter. And over there, there is a special kind of snack that I'm certain you already know what it is, Sophie. And I certainly um, do. You certainly do. And it's a pastry. It's fried dough. It's got it's got um it's got confectionery sugar on it. And it's absolutely incredible. And they are known as beignets. Mm. And that is um, on my list for my favorite snacks. Um, I like them because they're so warm. They're like a they're like a donut, but um, like in a pastry, like a turnover, things like that. And they're so sweet and they're so good. Um, and in fact, I took Cindy and Sophie to a place here locally in the Raleigh area. They're actually located in Apex and it's a beignet food truck. So if you're in this area, come over to Apex and Google um, Mr. A's beignets. They are open um, some mornings, some, some, some mornings they're not. But on Saturday, I think they're open until like maybe noon or something. Um, And they make fresh beignets right when you order them. And um, I took the girls there once. And do you agree, Sophie, that those were absolutely incredible beignets? Oh, my gosh. Amazing. Of course, they burned my mouth because they were so hot because they were freshly made. But they were amazing. (laughs) They were amazing. Um, and so, so they reminded me, they were so good. They reminded me of the French quarter and that's, that's high praise because I think those beignets over there are really good. They are. And you can also find beignets similar to the French quarter in 
New Orleans Square in Disneyland. Yep, you sure can. So if you're over on the left coast, just remember that. New Orleans Square would be the perfect place to get a beignet because beignets started at in New Orleans. So. Yes. All right. Well, Sophie, um, those are three. Those are three of my snacks, favorite snacks. Mm-hmm. And so. I actually changed my mind. I think I might have six. Okay. So what's your next one on your list? And this is where you get into the very, very obvious ones. And it would be a churro. Oh, churros. I love churros. I do, too. I do, too. A word about me, I am a very big sweet tooth. So be very surprised if I even say anything to do with salt in this video. In, okay. In this podcast. Okay. <laughs> well, I've got some of both, but but yeah, churros are phenomenal. Now, the question though that I have, Sophie, is do you think the Walt Disney World churros are as good as the Disneyland churros? Oh, not even close. Disneyland all the way. Yeah. I agree with that, and that's sad because I love churros. But um hopefully they have it's been a while since i had a churro at disney world so hopefully they have improved them and and it's a closer battle but um but i agree with you for the most part my churro experience totally relates to the churros we get over at disneyland and i don't know why it just it just they're just better so Okay, so churros is on your list. Do you want to shoot off another one, or do you want me to talk about one? Um, I think I'd like to bop off all top three obvious ones out of the park here. Go and for it. My next one has to be the Mickey Premium Ice Cream Bar. Yes. And there's really nothing to say about that because it's just so amazing. But my top one has to be the Dole Whip. I know that Mommy doesn't personally like them. And I don't much either. (laughs) To me, they're amazing. It's cold on a hot day. And it's sweet because I love pineapple. And it also has pineapple juice in it. So I can get my pineapple juice fixing. And Daddy doesn't have to buy me, like a giant can of pineapple juice every time we go to the store. Yeah. Um, you know, they also make what I, I can't remember the exact name. I think it's called a citrus swirl. Mm-hmm. I think they do make those. And that's orange, I think. And it's it's made the similar way that a dull whip is made. And if I'm wrong, correct me. Um I'm speaking as much to the audience as I am to you, but, um, so keep that in mind. That might be worth trying, um, you know, just to see if that might be worth, worth a test, a taste test to see what you think of it. Mm-hmm. Maybe um, I will admit, I don't much care for oranges, but it would be nice to try it. Okay. Um. All right, so that's your top list. Is your the Dole Whip is the top of your list, huh? Yes. Okay. Well, for me, um, one more on my list, and these aren't really in any particular order, um, but one more on my list is the chocolate chip cookie ice cream sandwich. And I talked about it a little bit in my memory of Hollywood Studios last week. But it was worth refreshing because it's kind of stuck in my head a little bit. Um, and it's a, it's a really good, you know, you talk about the Mickey Premium Ice Cream Bar and mm-hmm. how good that is. Um, to me, that's really good a good ice cream bar. But to me, the Mickey, um, the chocolate chip cookie ice cream sandwich 
um, is even better. So that's putting the gauntlet down there, but um, but to me, it's just it's just a better it's just a better experience than than the Mickey Premium Ice Cream Bar. So, yeah. and I suppose there are a few honorable mentions here and there that ought to be mentioned. Yeah, um, and then my last one is um, the savory side. So every the first one was was salty savory. Um, with the popcorn and Diet Coke. The rest of them were all sweets. And now this last one, we're back to savory. And that's the jumbo turkey leg. Agreed. Yeah. Um, I remember when we were at Animal Kingdom and we bought a jumbo turkey leg and you and I shared it. And the thing was so big that you and I ate like the, the equivalent of a meal and we still had some left over. We couldn't eat it all. Yeah. It was so, an emu leg, Mommy said. Yeah. Yeah, she heard that on Mouse Chat, Mouse Chat once about how someone <laughs> was speculating they make them with emus. And I'm like, no, they don't. That's a jumbo <laughs> turkey leg. <laughs> but it kind of stuck. So, so that would be um, the last one I have on my list. So, do you have anything else you want to add regarding your favorite Disney snack? I mean, I remember one time when I was young, and we had talked about this restaurant, and it's called Beaches and Cream. Uh-huh. And, and we've never eaten there. Yeah, no. And there was this thing on the menu called Mickey's Kitchen Sink Sunday. And I wanted to try it so badly. <laughs> yeah, the the kitchen sink is a huge, huge um, dessert. And it's so big that it's like a dessert that you would have for everyone to um, to take a take take part in. Um mm-hmm. But um, it, it's got all sorts of weird things like um, not necessarily weird from an ice cream perspective, but if you don't like a certain flavor of ice cream, let's say you don't like peanut butter ice cream. Um, well, I think it comes with peanut butter ice cream. And if you don't like. Um, it comes with everything, I think. Yeah. And this bowl. That looks like a kitchen sink. Yeah, a Mickey Mouse themed kitchen sink. Yeah. It's red and it's got the yellow dots and it's got gloves for faucets and it's pretty cool. It is. I'm looking at it compared to a person and that thing is huge. It's it like, is huge. It's like a pasta plate. It's <laughs> that big. Yeah. So it's definitely something that you, I think you have to plan on when you're going to when you're going to have that um and i don't know if we'll have it this trip or not but um but you know we need to we need to make a game plan for it for some time maybe yeah but not this time i'm afraid yeah okay so that wraps up our segment this week on our favorite disney snacks Mm-hmm. And just a reminder, our poll in the Facebook group doesn't have an end date. So if you join our group and wish to vote in our poll, then go for it. You know, leave us a comment in there. There's several comments about why people like certain things and and where you can get them. And if you see something not on the list that should be on the list, join the group, add it to the list and talk about why it's your favorite. And, you know, we'll just keep the keep the discussion going offline. Um, so that brings us to our next segment. And today we are going to talk about this day in Disney history for March 2nd, 2020. Yes. Or whatever year is applicable. And I have to say that I've got two things just because... They are both rather, well, three things, actually, just because they're all so small. They're just these little tidbits of information that are that would make you so 
go, wow, okay, cool. So little ditties, huh? Mm-hmm. So, March 2nd, 1976, Walt okay. Disney World welcomed its 50 millionth guest, a woman by the name of Susan Brummer. Wow. Wow. Five mm. years, 1976? 1976. And did you say Walt Disney World? Yes, I did. And it was their 50 millionth. 50 millionth. 56 zeros. In five years, not even a complete five years, they hit 50 million people. Yes, by the looks of it. That's crazy, isn't it? It is. It's really crazy. That's why I was making sure it wasn't like com- combined Disneyland and Walt Disney World. But wow. Okay. Yep. 1986. Ten years later. Disneyland's Safari Outpost opens in Adventureland. Oh. Does it talk about it at all? No, it doesn't. Okay. And then in 2003, Disney World's Blizzard Beach Water Park opens for the season. Cool. So I'm not sure if that's its first time opening or not, but I'm going to find out for you. I'll find out. Okay, I'll find out about Safari Outpost. Okay. Blizzard Beach, that was not the first time it opened. Um, Blizzard Beach opened on April Fool's Day, 1995. Oh, that would have been a better thing. Well, that's okay, though, honey. It's all right. Mm -hmm. Um, It just happened that this was the day it opened in 2003. And then in 2011, the 18th Annual International Flower and Garden Festival began. Mm-hmm. So Safari Outpost in Disneyland is it's mentioned at D23, but I cannot seem to figure out just what it is yet. Oh, I think it's that gift shop. Okay. Well, I don't know, and that's why I was curious. Um, and you know, there's so much Disney to talk about that it's impossible for for me to know everything about it for certain and i imagine the same is true for you perhaps it but, is um, but you know that's what makes our podcast fun is we're we're learning as much as hopefully you guys are and um and you know it just makes for a good a good show so yep so do you I have to say that 1976 one is pretty cool? Yeah, it is cool. It's very cool. So I like them all, though, Sophie. Uh huh. All right. So today's Disney's Who's Who character is a dog. Hmm. And which dog? He is. The name of this dog is also the name of the movie. Hmm. Any thoughts? Lady and the Tramp? No. Oh, that's a good one. But no. Today we are talking about Bolt. (gasps) Ooh, a good one. Okay. So let me read what it says about Bolt. Having spent nearly his entire life isolated in a TV studio, Bolt is unaware of how to interact with other animals in the real world. He considers himself a very important individual and as such feels no need to take advice from others. This may be because to listen to anyone else would make him feel powerless, the opposite of the superhero he has always believed himself to be. When he is separated from his owner, Penny, Bolt is forced to let go of this persona, though, and accept that he is a normal dog in order to complete his mission of finding her. He must also learn 
to trust others, and to behave like a loving, affectionate pet. Despite the way he changes, one fact remains the same. Bolt loves Penny. His dedication to her is unwavering to the point of being unwilling to risk his own life for hers. This admirable quality makes him a dog anyone could love. Yes, I really like that one. That's a good one. So, two bits of did you know. Mm-hmm. Sophie, did you know, and this is weird, but did you know in early versions of the film story, Bolt was named Henry? Huh. That just doesn't work, in my opinion. No, it doesn't. I'm so glad they went with Bolt. <laughs> yeah, Henry is not a superhero name. No. And then, the second did you know, and this one is so cool. Yeah? The address on Bolt's tag is the real location of Disney's feature animation building. Really? Yep. So the address that's on the back of his tag is the address for Disney's feature animation building. That is amazing. That is cool. I think that is slick. Very slick. That's almost as slick as the A113 Easter egg. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And now, the last bit is our Walt Disney quote. And today's quote, we're talking about audio animatronics. So, here's the quote from Walt Disney. Our whole 40-some-odd years here has been in the world of making things move, inanimate things move from a drawing board through all kinds of any little props and things. Now with audio animatronics, we're making these human figures, dimensional human figures move, making animals move, making anything move through the use of electronics. It's a tape mechanism. It's like programming or sequencing when they're sending missiles to the moon. That, to me, is cool because it reminds us exactly of how ahead of the game, um, in many ways, Walt Disney was with regards to not just the parks, but um, but just technology in general, you know? Yeah. So I what it reminds me is... You know, he built Disneyland. Do you remember the reason he built Disneyland? He wanted a place for his daughters to play. Yeah, but he wanted it to be more than just a place for his daughters to play. He wanted it to be a place where parents could go play with their kids instead of just sitting on the park bench like he did watching his daughters play. Yeah. So he wanted the parents to be able to enjoy um the park as much as the as much as the kids did so to me that's cool that is very cool and that just that just shows how he's his thinking was beyond just what a normal vision might be and the same thing comes true with with the audio animatronics you know so so anyway that's all i've got for for our uh, Disney quote and our Who's Who character. So next week, Sophie, what are we going to talk about? I do believe we are talking about our favorite Disney music. Yes. Or, I... <coughs> or um, my personal idea, we could be talking about what we do in the car as we go to and from Disneyland. Because there are a lot of great places to see between Raleigh and Orlando. Yeah, but remember, Sophie, we're flying. Well, yeah, but that doesn't mean we can't talk about car rides. That's true. But I think we'll stick with our favorite, our our Disney music. And um, I've been thinking a lot about that because, um, in fact, I've already got a quote from Walt Disney picked out for next week. But um, 
But the key to me is thinking about the effect that the music has on so much of your perception of Disney and, and everything from movies and the music in the movies to music at the parks to just anything that has to do with Disney music. So, so I think, I think we'll stick with our thought process of, of talking about Disney music next week. And of course, Fantasia will have to be mentioned. Yeah. So, so we'll talk about it. And um, we look forward to hearing you guys next week or being with you next week. So thanks for joining us and have a great week. Okay. Okay. See you next week. Bye. On the Road with Mickey is sponsored by Pixie Vacations by Mike Ellis and Tech Solutions NC. If you have any computing or travel needs, reach out to them. Tech Solutions is found at TechSolutionsNC.com or on Facebook. And you can reach Mike for travel needs at Mike at PixieVacations.com or on Facebook at Pixie Vacations by Mike Ellis. Thanks for listening and have a great week.